I struggle with the word struggle because okay, okay. what I, I guess what I realize is that this is just not something that you just do once. It's not just do you do, it's not something that you do when things are good. You know what I mean? Zen life, a Zen AF life specifically is really one where you can befriend your mind. It's one where you know how to essentially regulate your nervous system. You know how to process emotions, like you befriend your emotions as well. Hey there, besties, and welcome to our cozy corner of the podcasting world. It's time for another episode of Share Latte. I'm Min, your virtual coffee bestie and host. Imagine us in a cozy cafe, the aroma of freshly brewed coffee in the air, and ready to embark on an inspiring journey. In each episode, remarkable women share their stories of triumphs over life's challenges, providing a warm embrace for your soul. These tales remind you of resilience and determination, our keys to success. So grab your favorite brew, get comfy, and join us for the conversation that will awaken your mind and heart. You'll discover your own power to turn tough times into incredible strengths. The Share Latte podcast sprinkles hope and courage and the belief that you can not only handle, but thrive into your day. All right, besties, let's embrace those tales of triumphs and get ready for another awesome episode of Share Latte. Hey there, podcast and latte lovers. Thank you for pressing play this week and joining me here for another episode of Share Latte. Get ready for a remarkable transformative journey into the world of personal development and the Zen life with today's guest, Julia Garcia Deveni. We're diving deep into the concept of the soft girl life and unraveling the mysteries of this newfound era. Are you curious about achieving a lifestyle that's beyond the surface trends? Well, grab your favorite brew, settle in, and join us as we spill the beans on a mindset shift the quirks of personal development, and serving up practical tips to make your journey smoother than a perfectly pulled espresso shot. Join me on what it means to embrace the soft girl era and tap into the Zen life. Welcome back, friends. My name is Min, and I'm back with Julia. And I'm so excited about this episode because we're going to be talking about how to get into this Zen life and what the Zen life means and how to get a better fulfilling life when we step into this zen zone that we have all been trying to achieve since the pandemic. So Julia, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story and how you got into um, creating your own zen life? I'm a mindset coach for female founders and ambitious women. I got into it because that's what I was (laughs) and am. And I realized that other people needed this work as well. And so in backtracking, like, how did I get here? How did I come to be where I have this essentially like life of my dreams? First of all, I had to claim the fact that I've created this. And then when I went back to look at it, I was like, oh, it was pretty simple. It was some pretty simple steps. And so that's what I really came, became passionate about sharing with other people. Because ultimately I feel like ambitious women, people that are trying to do better, be better, have more. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And I would love to just help more women be able to realize the things that, and the desires that they have deep inside them. Amazing. Amazing. So, so this desire and the wanting to help women create that, what was it something that happened in your life that kind of changed your trajectory? Yeah, definitely. I remember it was, I remember it very vividly. I feel like the the turning point for me, it was definitely just a point of hitting my own capacity of what 
I just like the frustration and like what I was allowing and, and things like that. I was going through actually like a breakup and I was just like, it just dawned on me like what, like this person, like I'm going through this for who, for what? And it was just in that moment that I really took, I had a massive awareness of what I was allowing. And that was essentially people that I saw potential in quote unquote. Right. Right. And I had to take radical responsibility for that. At this point, it was clearly a pattern. I just like I had many boyfriends, but the last two boyfriends at that point that I had, I was like, they had this quote unquote potential. And I had to take that radical responsibility in that moment to say, okay, then that means that I'm attracting them because I only feel I have potential. And that's when it all came full circle. And I gained the awareness that I was in some, in a, um, a loop of potential, right? A thought loop that was keeping me in this place and uh, of stuckness. And I didn't even know I was stuck. That was the thing. So it was just a very like radical moment of like awareness, responsibility. And from that point, I was just, okay, no more. I got to do things differently. I'm going to start. And, and I had always been into uh, mindset, wellness, rituals, things like that. And I always, and I realize, okay, like that's how I usually get out of anything, any kind of low moment. I start meditating. I start journaling, things like that. But after this moment specifically, I really almost gained that consistency because I was just so determined to never go down that roller coaster again. Right. Cause it was like, I was practicing these rituals. I would get everything I wanted. I would go up this roller coaster and then boom, down, back down. I go because I would stop doing those things. I would stop investing in myself in that way. I latched onto those rituals and I was like, yeah, but this time I'm like, not get letting go, even when things get good. And things just changed moment for moment after that, just doing things differently, investing in my time, my money, and my energy differently. The version of myself essentially that had the things that I wanted, right? The values that I, that were aligned with me and the boundaries, the thoughts, the emotions. I did everything to just honor my mind, my body, and myself as I took the actions to create something different. And it really allowed me to access my intuition, trust myself, trust, have love for myself and the desires that I had. And it was just moment by moment from that. I can't say like it was all in one moment, definitely not, but it was definitely the most pivotal point for me from there on. And here I am today, essentially in the life that I was dreaming about in that moment that I claimed in that moment. Right. That's amazing. I also love that you had said like it was an investment in yourself. Now, was this a conscious decision for you to continuously make that investment in yourself? And how much of a daily struggle is that to implement those things now? Um, daily struggle. I, I, I struggle with the word struggle because okay, what I, I guess what I realize is that this is just not something that you just do once. It's not just do you do. It's not something that you do when things are good. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's something that you're, and then obviously I took some steps, got some places and then I realized, okay, what's I'm really obsessed with is this mindset stuff, right? And I went and got certified as a mindset coach and things like that. And I, what I really realized was like, okay, we, and once I started learning about the subconscious and your brain and stuff like that, and I'm like, yeah, this is going to be with us for a while. We have brains. They are always act. They're just 
giving us these things every single day that we do have to choose actively better, right? Because they're not really set up to deliver you the dream life that you've always wanted or the dream business you always wanted, or even to be happy or even to whatever. It's literally for survival. Hey, this is how you get food. This is how you get water. This is how you get shelter. This is how you stay alive. And so learning how to befriend your mind and really work with it has really allowed me to come to terms with the fact that this is something that is a daily practice. And again, not just when something, when things are going good or when things are going bad, not just when things are going bad. And also it's not a certificate that you get and have forever more. It's a daily thing because you have a daily brain. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Can you tell us what does this then life mean? Because I, I have a feeling that a lot of people might be thinking about it as like, is this the Buddhist mindset where you get up, you meditate for six hours and then you eat a strict diet, but it means a lot more than just that life. Yeah. So for me personally, it's something, it's, it's basically a concept that I have coined and have established a lot of concepts around and things like that. I think that the most relevant thing would be the soft girl life, soft girl era that everybody talks about on TikTok and stuff like that. And I'm like, wait a minute, I've been doing this for years, but I'm so glad that it's trendy now and all that stuff. But for me, Zen life, a Zen AF life specifically, is really one where you can befriend your mind. It's one where you know how to essentially regulate your nervous system. You know how to process emotions, like you befriend your emotions as well. And that's it. That's really it. And really for me, it was deconditioning my ambitious mindset, like the thing that's sad. And when you say like the Zen, like teachings where they're going towards detachment of things and whatever, it's a little bit like that, but not a hundred percent. So for me, it was like deconditioning, definitely my ambitious mindset. And what that really means is just looking at my relationship with motivation, looking at my relationship with success, why I was even like trying to accomplish things or achieve things and and, and stuff like that. I, that was a huge kind of awakening for me in different areas of my life, both in partnership, motherhood, and on, in entrepreneurship. So looking at all of those relationships in terms of my mindset was definitely key in really stepping into that ZNAF life. Cause I realized that so much of it was just survival mode, just from being a girl that stepped out on her own and wasn't really equipped for the world, but I was ready to like survive. I was ready to be independent, fiercely independent. And that mindset got me a long ways. And sometimes this comes with people that have things to prove, things to validate within themselves, things to prove to their parents. Sometimes they have immigrant parents or things like that where you're just, there's the mindset could come from many different places, but ultimately it's fueled pretty negatively. And especially if you're a woman, it's a very masculine mindset. And like I said, it caused a lot of friction when you become, when you get into a relationship with a masculine man, right? There is so much of it that comes into play, but ultimately it's just feeling good on your journey, Mm -hmm. like enjoying the process of creating something, creating your life, creating your business. That's what it comes down to in a nutshell. I love that. I'm assuming that this didn't happen overnight and it took steps. No, it did not. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I was like soft girl life. What do you mean? That's what I've been high value, man. Have I on my way? I had to figure all of this out on my own. Now it's like trendy 
I'm like, this is ancient wisdom, right? This is like yin yang stuff. This is ancient wisdom stuff. Like, and I was just figuring that out on my own, but ultimately like there was a lot of mentors that I had in terms of like authors that I would, books that I would read. And I think that really helped me navigate my own life and my own mind and my own self, which is basically what personal development is. And I was obsessed with it. And and I love learning about myself and other people. And that's how I navigated through it. But now there's all these amazing terms and teachings about it. So yeah, uh, it definitely didn't come overnight. This journey, this personal development journey is definitely a long one, an evolving one, forever one. And layer by layer, like an onion, you start going deeper and deeper as you are more and more ready to go into those depths, I would say. I love that you like referred to it as a journey and it's, it is forever evolving and forever changing. And it's something that takes a lifetime to embody, but what, at what point and how long did it take for you to hit your stride with it? Like I have a, we're, and we're going to get into the tips later in the podcast, but I'm sure that it obviously wasn't overnight, but at what point did you say to yourself, okay, this is, I'm getting it. This, this is hitting my stride. I'm- yeah. But for, probably for eight years, I was like just dabbling in every kind of routine ritual, like you can imagine mindset stuff, every kind of fitness, every kind of meditation, every kind of like modalities. I was just like playing in all of it. And like I said, that pivotal moment is when I was like, oh yeah, this is going to just be in my life and stay in my life. And then after that, I realized I started hitting like big up levels in my life or what some people call quantum leaps. And I realized I really need these tools to really catch my whole self-concept up with my actual reality, because on paper, I was really living like the life of my dreams, but my internal world was like, had not caught up yet. I really realized like the power of consistency and different rituals and things like that. And so I guess that's what it means because I don't know. And and, and like, I'm not completely sure what you mean by stride, but I do know that when it became a very known prominent thing in my life where I was like, oh yeah, these are what's here to stay. And now it's about like how to, and then at some point in my professional career, and I realized, oh, this is something that I want to teach others. And now how do I teach this to others and create a system through it, a method through it to make it more actionable, easier to understand for anybody that is like, hey, where do I start with this? After that, I feel like it became much more easier for me to conceptualize and, and to teach. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. You talk about you hitting strides and doing what we now call as quantum leaping. When did you recognize those quantum leaps? Because like when I understood what, when I understood what actual quantum, I feel like everybody that talks about quantum leaps, I was like, wait, you only want a quantum leap because you've never actually experienced a quantum leap. They feel actually not great sometimes because again like if your self-concept has not caught up with your actual like reality it, it, it there's a huge discord so it does not feel good so what you what I really love to preach and is incremental change right. that's what it means to be really enjoying the process and finding celebration in the progress because right. that's really what you want yeah. because you want to be able to acclimate to your new level, right? With without it being like a huge quantum leap, right? Because then it's this is a little it's winning in the lottery, and that's why a lot of lottery winners lose everything 
within a few short years and even end up worse than they were before, right? Because they didn't have the self-concept as a person who has all that money, right? They had never developed the self-concept at the same time. So that's like the best definition that I have, or like the best example that I can give you to understand. And yeah, so until I understood, oh yeah, that's, oh, that shitty time that I was going through, that was a quantum leap. And it was because my self-concept didn't come with my physical results. I just, I literally like leaped and, and then I found myself in a place where I had to do the internal work as well. Amazing. I, I love that, that you said that it does feel icky. So can you explain to us, because I'm sure we're going to have questions. What is, what should it feel like when you're quantum leaping from a good and healthier space? Were you just are the person that has like expects those results basically Mm -hmm. that feels worthy of those results that feels grateful and your nervous system is just you're not anxious like I had crazy social anxiety it was just I was just hot mess I had depression I had social anxiety it was quite a big like just a big turnaround in terms of my life but so it should feel calm it should feel joyful. It should feel like your next best step almost. Oh yeah, of course. I've, I deserve this. I'm supposed to be here kind of thing. Right. Uh, I love that. And so you said that when you did it, quantum leaps were happening pretty frequently. I don't know about pretty frequently quantum leaps are, I'm talking about a major life life change, right? And the quantum leaps were happening in terms of becoming a mother. Like that was a huge quantum leap for me, right? You just leap into a whole nother kind of way of self and like life. And then becoming an entrepreneur, all of those things were pretty um, substantial, but I don't know if there were like constant quantum leaps. There are just more big levels in my life. Yeah. Did you at one point look back and think these pieces that I have, wanted and now I feel aligned with I didn't I don't um I don't feel the same what am I looking for here (laughs) I'm trying to figure out if it was if it was a change in your yourself along with was there still an old attachment of yourself thinking this is I I wanted this life but I don't necessarily deserve this life the first bit quantum leap yeah like it was like wait Uh, like it it was just very foreign to me because it was like just not who I was before I literally didn't know who I was at that point I was like is this me do I deserve this is this what I'm I'm supposed to be like am I supposed to be here because it went against so many things that I subconsciously believed about myself those negative kind of limiting thought loops that I was living in for so long this reality that I was living did not match up with my internal beliefs that were essentially there for my whole life. So it was, it's called like confirmation bias, right? Where you're just like, wait, no, i just can't. So it, it was just a weird f- feeling, but, but yeah, it was, it, of course it's going to be different. And was, so there was a massive tug of wars again? In the moment, I didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> <laughs> to be quite honest with you there in the moment, all I knew is that this was not 
like this, I was trying so hard to make it be my new life. And I just didn't understand why I wasn't meshing with it so easily. And there were so many different elements involved during that time. So it's not fair to say it was just this because I literally went to a whole different country, a whole different city. I had no friends, no family. I had, did not have the same career. I was building a new business. I had nothing that was exactly like, there was no constant that was carried over except for my dog. <laughs> so it was a little bit too much of a little turned upside down kind of thing that I, there was no way to, for me to even acclimate. I was just in complete, it was like somebody dropped me off in, in a new life. And I was like, wait, who the hell am I here? Nobody, I couldn't laugh at Nobody could laugh at my jokes. Nobody knew who I was. I was introducing myself to new people constantly. I didn't have my own money anymore. I was felt dependent on somebody else. It was so many dynamics that I had to figure out very quickly so that I could, it was freezing. I was like in Toronto and I was like, I had come from Miami. Like I was like, why am I here? You know what I mean? There was so many, there was like seasonal depression involved. There was like hormones. There was so many, I was like on birth control. There was like, it was like the perfect storm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I had to navigate through all that. And I, and genuinely what got me through was just some gratitude journals, meditation, Mm -hmm. then finally building my business. And cause I, I used to do, I used to have a Pilates practice. So going and teaching students and being able to forget about my worries and stuff for a little while. And, and then that was like surely, but slowly I just started climbing out of that hole. And then when I could, I realized like, oh yeah, it's because I didn't know who I was. I just had to remember who I was and now, and that I'm deserving of this, that this is really where I'm going just because it's not the same as where I was before. I didn't want that life anymore. I chose this life and I'm deserving of this life. This is I'm, I, I got what I wanted. And again, just finding gratitude in that and just acclimating my whole nervous system and my whole self and my whole mind and my whole being to, to that new version of myself. And yeah, that's why I, I suggest doing it incrementally because <laughs> it feels so much, a lot better. <laughs> Amazing. So let's go into that. What are, give us some tips that we can implement today. Yeah. So I have a method in terms of how to create consistency and motivation towards new routines, new habits, new rituals, things like that, because essentially what you're doing right now and how you are living is a habit. The way you think is a habit, the results that you're getting is a habit. The emotions that you indulge in are, are habits. The spirals that you go into are habits. It's all a habit. And I feel like rituals such as meditation and running and whatever you want to do, are the perfect tools to essentially get the things that you want because essentially they make you feel a certain way and help you. So I have, I've defined a few different things, right? For wellness, it's your mind, your body, and yourself and rituals that help your mind are essentially anything that helps you change your thoughts. That is like reading or inspirational audios or even meditation or something like that. And the anything, any body rituals would be anything like somatic things that help you process emotions that could be working out. It could be uh, breath work. It could be EFT tapping, just to name a few. And then the third one would be 
anything that kind of fills yourself, like yourself, like your soul, right? It could be giving, it could be something creative. It could be journaling. If you are essentially tapping into these three different wellness elements with your rituals, then you should be good. Like you should be starting to feel better. So the key that the thing that is though, that a lot of people run into is like, how do I incorporate these into my life? Sometimes yes. people are like, they do too much too soon. They do, yes. they bite off way too much than they can chew. Sometimes they go all or nothing. They mess up one day. So then they just stop. So there's so many different mindset pitfalls, which I've coined three that people can fall into and essentially allow them to lose their momentum and lose that consistency. So I just developed a method that really helps people develop that consistency and, and motivation towards making these rituals part of their life and evaluating to see if they're getting the results that they want to get or not. The whole method in itself is I have a signature course and stuff like that, that I take people through It's pretty extensive, but mm -hmm. the gist of it is really redefining some of these concepts just and defining them period, because I feel like when you're talking about these things, especially in the personal development world, sometimes like the average person's what the hell is this person talking about? So I feel mm -hmm. like by defining terms like consistency and terms like failure and terms like that, it really helps people gain awareness yeah. so that they know if they're getting what they need or not. And so I feel like those three different elements and are super key because you can, somebody can be doing all the meditations or all the workouts or something like that, but they haven't managed, they haven't looked at the thoughts that they have, right? They haven't looked at their mindset. So they could be eating green salads and working out, but could, they can be also saying to themselves, I hate my body. I hate my body during the whole time. Right. And that's not necessarily wellness or healthy. Right. So that's why I've defined all these things. And essentially to do that, my method in a nutshell is just taking a goal taking an ambitious goal, let's say it's like a, a personal or professional goal, extract, like creating a very clear vision and extracting what feelings that you actually want to feel when you get that thing yeah. and using rituals to tap into those feelings every single day, essentially. Right. And using this method to get them uh, to make those rituals, your top priorities and eventually non-negotiables. So like they just, and when you, they are non-negotiables, it's just who you are. I am just a person who meditates and feels calm every day or a person, I'm a person who meditates and knows at least how to feel calm every single day. And that's when you embody being the person, like you just become, you have the identity of the person who is just calm. And at the beginning of this, if you look at whatever the goal was, you realize that if you achieve that goal, you would actually be feeling calm so that it, it just helps you basically tap into the feelings that you want to feel um, on a daily basis versus trying to wait to, to feel that until you achieve the goal. So that's essentially what it is. And it's just a, a, a matter of defining variables and evaluating week by week. Is this working or is it not working? Right. So I, I'm sure we're going to get a question about, I need a play-by-play -play playbook. Should I be meditating for five minutes every day and eating healthy and exercising for half hour a day? 
Yeah, it's like I said, if I think it's a very, if I were to say that it's not going to, it's not going to resonate with everybody. Like I could say that I could be like, this is what I do. This is my strategy. And, but what I like to say is I don't have a strategy to sell you other than how to tap into your own strategy as a mindset coach. I can definitely give you the strategy to tap into your own strategy, but the reason I've defined each of those wellness elements, because some people are like, how do I do mind? Everybody here is mind, body, self, my body, soul, my body, spirit, whatever yeah. the hell, but nobody's defined it. I've no. gone through the trouble of defining it. And if, cause at first I used to be like, whatever resonates with you. But then I was like, that's not true. That's not what I'm doing. Yes. What am I doing? And so I took the time and the mental capacity. <laughs> I'd put it in the mental energy to define these things so that more people and more women specifically can give themselves what they need. Like mm-hmm. I said, you have to pick a mind element, a body element, and a self element. Sometimes they could be one in the same, and that's fine. But I feel like if you give it, you have to give it the intention. You have to know this is giving me this, and I'm using right. this for that or, or whatnot. And again, like if you are saying like, oh, I'm going to use working out for mind, then you better be focusing on the thoughts that you're thinking during that workout. And I'm going to use it for body. Okay. So you better, you, you better be understanding and listening to, and to your body in terms of the pro- how you're processing emotions. How is that? Is it processing the emotions? Is it giving you the result that you're actually needing? And that's how we evaluate. Right. So you could pick anything. We're going to find out if it's working or not it, d- during the evaluation process. Right. Cause it is a very personalized journey. It has to be. We're all very different and very unique individuals. And we're going to be, there's different rituals that are going to be calling to us. And this is the way, okay, is this for me or is this not? Let's try it out, but let's not just keep trying different things without, because it's a very fine line. Cause like, how do you know when to stop and, or when to keep going? It's, you have to evaluate and really understand, are you stopping because it's just too hard for you or, or is, are you stopping because this is truly not um, for you anymore. It's a very, I use this as a very unique way, like a, almost like a controlled environment to start developing your self-trust, your self-love. So you can access your intuition and always know what your next steps are, what you really need, what you really want, what's for you and what's not for you. And you can carry that internal resource, that skill right into every area of your life. And that makes, helps you make decisions better. It helps you solve problems better. And especially because I work with female founders and that's huge in business intuition and solving problems is all what in businesses or at least entrepreneurship or life, life too. Of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love this. So you said that you had gone to read a couple of books and a couple of mentors. So can you, for a free resource, other than obviously your website, which we will give it closer to the end of the show, but what other free resources are you recommending to help us through finding this journey for ourselves? I have a, an app it's called get Amazing. and there's a free version and then there's a paid version. I have so many free resources on there, free tools, free challenges, free, like all sorts of free stuff. <laughs> but, and that's a really good place to start. There's obviously a paid version that goes into my method and everybody gets, the whole community gets together for one-on-one coaching every single week to work, really get coaching on your mindset and, and stuff like that. But yeah, that's the resource the that I would, version? right now is at a founding member's price of $288 for the year. That's amazing. And all those amazing It's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, it's nuts. Plus, I know, I know. That is the- 
And plus like a coaching call once a week, like those once things don't happen anymore. No, I they mean, do they, not. Okay. Yeah. No, they do not. I'm glad you recognize that men because no, they do not. I so like, I recognize that. Yeah. It, so I'm still really building out all the content and my signature course and everything in there. And so that's why it's at a founding member's price. But right now the women that are in there are getting insane value because they literally get one-on-one time with me. And until I build this out, the price will remain until my course is, is essentially done. And then after that, it'll go up, but that founding members price will never come back. <laughs> so the best way to lock it in is to lock it in now while I'm, while it's all fresh and new. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. That's awesome. So why don't you tell people where they can find you other than your app, which I'm going to tell people there'll be a link on my website to the Apple store version of the app, along with Julia's website, but, and your socials, but where can they find you? Where so Julia Garcia, Devani, D-E-V-E-N-I all across the world wide web. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And as we're wrapping up, Julia, what is your favorite coffee order? White chocolate mocha (gasps) with soy milk. (laughs) Oh, that sounds delicious. I haven't had enough coffee this morning. So I'm going to go off and that I might actually try that. I also like the pistachio one, but it's not always available. No, I know. They really need to make that year round. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Thank you so much, Julia, for joining us. I'm so excited for the content that you've given us and the free resources. Guys, go download the app because it sounds like it's packed full of information Go jump into your Zen life and find out what it is that's going to set your quantum leaves on fire and get you to the next stage. Thank you so much, Julia. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. And a huge thank you goes to Julia for sharing her wisdom and insights on embracing the soft girl life and navigating the Zen era. Your practical tips and transformational journey have delighted the flavor of our coffee session. To my wonderful audience, thanks for joining me here on Share a Latte for this insightful episode. If you enjoyed the blend of personal growth, mindset shift, and a sprinkle of zen, be sure to subscribe for more. Don't forget to check out Julia's new app, Get Zen AF, for a caffeine boost of free tools, challenges, and a supportive community. Until next time, keep bringing positivity and embracing the richness of your journey. If today's episode warmed your heart, please hit that subscribe button and join me on future journeys. Enjoyed the chat today? Your thoughts and feedback mean the world to me, and they really help others find the magic and share a latte. Every story enriches our journey. Remember, you can turn your trials into triumphs and your scars into stars. Keep believing and keep chasing those dreams. This is Min taking her last sip from the Share a Latte podcast, where life happens and coffee helps.